0: Tuesday Business with Quinovec providing a better rental experience for all call 0800 Quinovec Time for our business segment uh, with New Zealand's Herald Wellington business editor Hamish Rutherford Good morning H
1: Morning Nick. how are you
0: I'm missing you I'm
1: missing you. Right, in the office
0: Ah, uh, when, yeah, I was going to say, when are you back <laughs> You haven't got a direct call line to Jacinda, do you? Okay. Sadly, first, sadly not. First question. We are hearing it's really difficult to get a flat in Wellington. We've done a segment on our show about it. Political reporter Aaron Damon said he couldn't get a one for a whole month, and he said it's cooked. Why is the rental market in such a state?
1: Well, the first thing to say is that it, it definitely is cooked. I'm in the fortunate position that I'm not a renter, but every just about everyone I know who is a renter has trouble finding flats in Wellington, you know, long queues of people to get in. Why is it like this? I mean, fundamentally, it's just a, it's a shortage of rental properties, you know, and, and, and you've got a city where more and more people want to come and live. That's a good thing, but it leads to real strain in the housing market. Why don't we have enough? Well, there's a... These are some long-term problems, but you know, as I think several of your callers have been pointing out, it's um, it's, it's clearly not uh, a vocation being landlords that the government has encouraged. You know, rule change after rule change, all with good intentions in mind, but you know, adding costs to uh, to certain properties, um, you know, making some buildings that you know are not compliant with the healthy home standards. You know, it's it's sort of. It just takes stock out of the market, and yes, you might say, well, it's, it's not up to the standard because it's not insulated well enough. Well, the consequences people often live in land and houses that don't meet the standards and aren't even as good as the ones that people are pulling out because people are leaving houses empty. Um, you know, then on the other hand, there's just the the if you, as you've said several times, inflation is running at close to six percent. So if you're a landlord and you've you know you don't want to Charge absolutely as much as you possibly can on your on your rental property, but you're reading headlines about you know the cost of living going up six percent. Your cost of living is going up, and so you're under pressure to try and maximise the return out of your investment. Then you've got a shortage, and you just end up with stories like the ones we're reading, where people are living in outhouses.
0: What can be done?
1: Well, it it, the, it is a long term problem, and and you know the the, the, the Government has to. I, I question whether there is really the political will to try and force more land onto the market to, you know, invest in infrastructure to build more housing. You know, seen in Wellington, you know, there's a lot of people who don't want uh, intensification in the inner city suburbs because they say it isn't pleasant. But you know, it, it comes at a cost. If you want to have more people in the city, we have to have, you know, m- mid tier density housing, and unless you just sort of take a hard look. The problem will continue, but there's no way about around this other than stock. But you could also encourage people to become landlords by not inc- putting more and more regulation on the market.
0: Yeah, and I think that that interest uh, not being able to claim your interest is a big one. I really think that's made a lot of difference. I mean, and and people I talk to in the just in the street, that's that's definitely a, a game changer for people having an investment property.
1: And the other and the other one is that you know the government's passed the bright line test. Which means that if you own a rental property and you sell it within ten years, you'll be effectively charged a capital gains tax. Now, that might, again, that's good, well intended, but it means that people have bought houses that they may no longer want for some reason or another, and they have a huge incentive not to sell them. That that property could be sold, perhaps, to a developer who would rip it down and build a bigger house. So, you know, the government's put in a lot of policy with the intention of making it cheaper and dissuading investment. But the consequence of that is that you end up with a shortage rental property.
0: That segues into exactly what I want to talk to you next about. Last week we spoke briefly about the new lending laws and a lot of people are uh, blaming it for having trouble getting a loan from the bank. Uh, David Clark has laid out terms of the investigation. Should we uh, be expecting things to be fixed anytime soon?
1: No, I, I don't think uh. that's likely. So this is the Credit Contra- Contracts and Consumer Finance Act, which was meant to crack down on loan sharks, but has ended up seemingly making it a lot harder to come out, uh, to get a loan even for established customers from banks. Now, it appeared probably a week or two ago like the, like the government was going to you know, try and quietly fix this quite quickly. David Clark has come out really with some quite strong comments saying, you know, this might just be seasonal changes. Maybe the banks weren't applying the old rules weren't applying the existing rules properly before, and that's why there's a problem now. So it seemed, you know, we might have thought that they would just quietly, you know, come up with some sort of quick legislative fix to take a bit of pressure off the banks to try and get the credit flowing again. But David Clark seems to be pointing back at the banks saying, no, this isn't the problem, this isn't it. And I have to say, I've heard a lot of anecdotes over the last few weeks, whether it's people who want to buy new houses um, you know, extend, get an extension to their loan to support their business or do up their house, or even for things like car finance, you know, people who have got clearly got plenty of money but for one reason or another want a loan on a car, just getting told that they can't. So I think this is probably, we're, we're going to be stuck with these rules probably until at least the middle of the year.
0: Well, that's not what I wanted to hear. I wanted you to say, yes, it will be changed, and they've made a mistake, and they haven't got the loan sharks, they've got everyone else in between. Just quickly, H, we've been talking this morning. When is it rude to use your cell phone? Is it rude to use your cell phone in a meeting? And have you ever used yours in a meeting?
1: Uh, not to take a call. I have to admit I'm pretty bad when it comes to responding to text messages. I'm constantly getting the notifications on my watch and things, it's it's just very hard. It is rude, and I, to anyone I've ever done it, so I apologise. But it's just <laughs> there's so many distractions in life, and so many people do it that it it's just become normalised. But you know, I, over over the summer holiday, I spent a few days completely without my cell phone, and I think it would be a great rule in meetings if people said, "Look, just put your phone in in the box, and we'll we'll get talking," because you'd probably get a lot done a lot quicker.
0: Don't you think we need to go past that? Don't we just need to have it as common, you know, common sense and common, you know, doing the right thing by people? Just don't don't look at your phone when someone's talking to you. Really, it's, it could be as simple as that.
1: People people are just so available, and people expect such immediate responses. And there's just so much. It's just become a way of life. You're right. I'd love it if we could go beyond that, but um, you know, the world's not moving in that way.
0: Uh. So you would have a meeting. You could be having a meeting with a big-time businessman doing a story, and if your phone buzzed, you'd look at it.
1: Uh, no, I definitely try not to, but I might glance qu- quickly at my watch if I if I was to. Okay. But no, it's um, it's uh, you you certainly try not to, but um, from time to time it happens.
0: Thanks, H. Always appreciate your time. That's Wellington's business editor Hamish Rutherford giving talking business on News Talks Inside word on all things business in the capital. Tuesday Business with Quinovic. Better systems, better reporting, better call, Quinovic. 0800 Quinovic.